اعوذ بالله من الشیطان الرجیم بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم الحمد لله رب العالمین وصلی الله علی سیدنا محمد و آله الطاهرین Verse number 109 from Surah Araf. Qala al-mala'u min qawm fir'awna inna hadha lasakhirun alim yuridu an yukhrijakum min ardikum famadha ta'murun. The elite of Pharaoh's people said, this is, indeed an, this is indeed an expert magician. He seeks to expel you from your land. So what do you advise? Uh, we started this story of Musa and Pharaoh last week, and uh, uh, we had this story that uh, uh, Musa went to Pharaoh with, of course, those two very clear signs. And uh, after showing those signs, uh, as we said, uh, Pharaoh and his elite, the people in his court, they didn't know what to do with it because they had not uh, encountered with such a magic before. Because initially they, they wanted to say it's magic, but that was not something that they had seen in magic work before. So what they said, uh, they, they accepted that he's a magician, but they didn't know what to do with him. Now here... We have قال الملأ من قوم فرعون إن هذا لساحر عليم. The elite from the Pharaoh's people said this is indeed an expert magician, لساحر عليم, a very knowledgeable magician. Now, if you remember, I said that in Surah Shu'ara we have it in a different way. We have the same statement mentioned by Pharaoh to his elite people. قال للملأ حوله Pharaoh said to his mala, to, to his ministers, to his people, that this is a learned magician. Now, how do we tally between the two statements which is mentioned in the Quran? In, in Surah Shara, it says Pharaoh said to his magician, to his elite, that this is an expert magician. Here it says, the elite from the Qawm uh, Fir'aun said that this is an expert magician. Now, if you put the two together, it shows that the, the news broke, the news of what happened in the palace, broke not only inside the palace, but outside the palace. And they were consulting each other what to do with it, how to face this. So initially, what Fir'aun said to the mala, to the elite, was that this is a magician, this is not a clear sign from God or anything that he claims. He is an expert magician, so what to do? Then the mala took the statement outside the palace, asking here and there what should we do about it. So initially they didn't make any they didn't make any decision about it. They just wanted to know how to do, deal with this very extraordinary sort of thing that they saw. They were, of course, quite familiar with magic. Egypt was the fertile land of, uh, of, of, of magic work. However, this one was something which, of course, they didn't know how to deal with. And that's why here it says, Sahirun Alim, a very knowledgeable magician. And in other places, it's Saharun Alim. Sahar is, of course, Mubalag, hyperbole of Sahir. 
That means someone who's fully uh, expert in the knowledge of magic. And also, they made another propaganda which was not right. Of course, both their statements are wrong. First of all, saying that Spusa is a magician. And secondly, they said another, this, and they made another statement, which of course came from Pharaoh as well. Yuridu an yukhrijakum min ardakum bisahrihi. He seeks to expel you from your land. So what do you advise? This Mada Ta'murun, both from Pharaoh to Ismala, from Mala to their consultants, show that they were bewildered by what happened. They didn't know how to deal with it. So they were asking for advice, how we have to deal with uh, these two uh, people who claim our prophets and with their sort of magic, so to speak. So, يُرِيدُ أَنْ يُخْرَجَكُمْ مِنْ أَرْضَكُمْ He seeks to expel you from your land. This is, of course, an, a wrong allegation. Musa and Harun never wanted to expel people of Egypt from their land. What they had asked for from the beginning was that, let us take Banu Israel out of Egypt. Let, free Banu Israel from the shackles of slavery that you have put on them, and let us go out of our land. However, you see how the propaganda works. And even when the, when the magicians were summoned and they came, again, the allegation made against Musa and Harun was that they want to expel you from your land, which was wrong. They never asked. And even initially when Musa went to Pharaoh, he said, believe and you believe in what, what my message and you stay as king in this land. Or if you do not want to believe, in me, just let me take out Banu Israel. So this allegation was a propaganda sort of issue that they made against them to uh, somehow uh, bring about people to one uh, sort of uh, mobilization against Musa and Harun. So, يُرِيدُ أَنْ يُخْرِجَكُمْ مِنْ أَرْضِكُمْ فَمَاذَا تَعْمُرُونَ now, the wrong information that they were given, the two statements, that this is a magician, and secondly, that he wants to expel you from your land, of course, gave them the wrong advice, because they gave wrong, wrong information to their consultants, and of course, the consultants gave them advice according to those information, and the advice was wrong as well. However, the whole episode shows that there, there was some prudence among people in Egypt, those who gave that advice. They didn't want to act swiftly because they were quite afraid of Musa and Harun and their magic, whatever they called, they called it. They were not sure whether it was magic, it wasn't magic, it was a, it was a miracle, uh, it was from God or, or whatever. So what they said was that we, we better somehow deal with this with caution. We bring magicians from all over Egypt, and we put them against Musa and Harun to invalidate and cancel their magic. And if they could, of course, we realize that they are magicians, they cannot bring any harm to us, and we kill them. And if they couldn't, then we believe in him. This is the type of advice given to Pharaoh. Qalu. Now, this advice, of course, in other places, is given by the Mala 
by the elite to Pharaoh. Here, it is given by the people to the Mala. As I said, the consultancy went uh, beyond the palace. They asked many people how we have to deal with this uh, issue. So, قالوا أرجح وأخاه وأرسل في المدائن حاشرين يأتوك بكل ساحر عليم. So they said, uh, put him and his brother off for a while. Postpone any decision about them. Don't do anything. Arjeh from Irja to postpone decision making. So Arjeh wa Akha, him and his brother just postponed any decision. Wa arsil fil madain hashirin. Hashirin are heralds, messengers. Send heralds to different cities. To do what? Ya'tuka bikulli sakhirin alim. To bring you every knowledgeable magician which is known in Egypt. So these magicians who came together in the palace to fight against uh, or to compete against Musa and Harun, they were the cream of all magicians in, all, in the whole Egypt. They weren't only in the, in, the, in the capital. These magicians were somehow scattered all around Egypt, and some of them were the teachers of others. So they went and brought the most knowledgeable, the teachers of the teachers, the experts of the experts of magic, and they brought them together. We don't know how many they were, but uh, we know that they were brought from the farthest parts of Egypt to the capital, to the courts, to fight against Musa. So, يَأْتُوكَ بِكُلِّ سَاهِرٍ عَلِيمٍ Now, the Sahara, the magicians, they came to Pharaoh. قَالُوا إِنَّ لَنَا لَأَجْرًا إِنْ كُنَّا نَحْنُ الْغَالِبِينَ They said, we are not going to do this for free, because this is a very dangerous sort of enterprise. What Musa and Harun did, actually, although magic was quite widespread in Egypt, what they did was quite out of ordinary for magicians. And therefore, these magicians, when they came, of course, they were very haughty sort of arrogant people, and they said, we are not going to do this for free. If we overcome Musa, we, we want a good reward. Uh, and the reward, of course, uh, was suggested by Pharaoh himself. Then you will be from those who are brought near to me. That means you will be, you will stay in my court. You will be my court magicians. And to be in, a court magician would have had lots of perks and lots of, of course, income for them. So this was a, a very uh, sort of a juicy uh, suggestion by Pharaoh that you will stay in, in the palace, you will be my court uh, uh, magicians. However, we'll see later. These magicians actually, after going and visiting what Musa and Harun said and did, they hesitated and they didn't want to, uh, to go against Musa or do anything uh, in opposition to Musa and Harun, showing their own magic. And uh, eventually, Pharaoh forced them to do it. And this is what they say when, when they believe, they, they say that, 
you forced us to do this. They didn't want to do it. After they saw uh, what Musa and, Fer- and Harun did. What happened was that, uh, of course, bringing these magicians together took a few months, at least a couple of months to bring them. And Musa and Harun, just leave them or postpone any decision. They were sent back to their, to their Medina. There was a place in uh, uh, close to capital, in suburbs of capital, called Medina to Abraniyin, where the whole Banu Israel were living, actually. And they were coming to work in palace, to work in building palaces, building pyramids, and at night they were sent back to their Medina. And Musa and Harun went to, of course, live in that Medina for, for, for the period that the magicians were going to, to come together. And after the magicians came, they wanted to see who is this person who has created such a a sort of chaos in the capital and all these magicians are brought together. And they said, we want to go and see and visit, see by our own eyes what they do, what they say. And when they went and stayed in Medina for for a couple of weeks just to, to see, to observe what Musa and Harun do, and of course they were guarded by by guards of uh, Pharaoh, what they saw from Musa and Harun proved to them that these are not magicians. And that's why they hesitated. And they, they said that this is not something that we can actually overcome. And that's why when they come together in Surah Taha, when they wanted to start uh, pitting their magic against Musa and Harun, Musa told them, قَالَ وَيْلَكُمْ لَا تَفْتَرُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ Woe to you, do not uh, allege any lie against God. You know that I'm not a magician. And that's why in Surah Taha it says, فَتَنَازَعُوا أَمْرَهُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ They started to argue among themselves. What should we do? وَأَسَرُّ najwa. Without their own hearing, they started to talk to each other that we shouldn't fight this man. This is not safe. He's not a magician. We are magicians. We have spent all our life in magic. We know that this is not magic. So after they did so, then Pharaoh, of course, came in and said that you have to do it or you will be killed. And if you do it and you overcome, okay, you will be the court magicians. If he defeats you, then all of us believe in him. This is how he actually deceived magicians to do this. If if he overcomes you, then we all believe in him. And magicians, of course, thought that, well, that's, that's, that's the case. If their own wins, then they can believe and they, they will have faith in him. And as soon as their own, of course, overcame them, they fell prostrating and when Pharaoh said, why you did it, of course, their answer was that this was our, our deal, wasn't it? That if he wins, we believe in him. What Pharaoh said was that, قَالَ آمَنْتُمْ لَهُ قَبْلَ أَنْ آذَنَ لَكُمْ You believed in him before I allow you. So I should have issued the permission for it. You did before, therefore I kill you. So the whole argument went in a very... Uh, in, in a wrong direction. After Musa won, there was a chaos and all these things. And some of it will be discussed here now, inshallah, in the following verses. So, Of course, you will have a reward and you will be caught magicians. 
قالوا يا موسى إما أن تلقي وإما أن نكون نحن الملقين. Now here the story is summarized actually. What is mentioned in Surah Taha is not mentioned here. That Musa warned them, do not start this this competition, this contest, because then you are alleging lies against God. You know that I'm not a magician. They started to argue among themselves. They didn't want to do it. Pharaoh forced them. These are mentioned in Surah Taha. Here it's just summarized. قَالُوا يَا مُوسَىٰ إِمَّا أَن تُلْقِيَ وَإِمَّا أَن نَكُونَ نَحْنُ الْمُلْقِينَ They said, Musa, will you throw first or shall we throw our magic? And of course, this was to show Musa that how confident they were. That's... We don't mind. You start, we start, because the one who started had a higher hand, of course. They just wanted to show the confidence and say that whatever you, you say. And of course, Musa answered the confidence with more confidence. He said, no, you start. Whatever you want to do, قَالَ أَلْقَوْا سَحَرُوا النَّاسِ uh, so when they threw their magic, they bewitched the people's eyes and over, overawed them, producing a tremendous magic. Uh, they came with huge magic, tremendous magic. Means a tremendous magic in this field, in this art, something which was not had no precedent. Because they were the, the, the highest of all magicians, they came together, they put all their knowledge together, and they say they they came out with sahrun azim. And uh, what they did, of course, they wanted to do something similar to what Musa did. So they had heard what Musa did; he just threw his stuff, and it became a serpent. So they they also they had thick ropes and stuff and sticks, and they threw it, and they became, the whole uh, area became full of serpents and uh, snakes running over each other in a way that even Musa initially was drawn back. He was suddenly drawn back, seeing all these thousands of snakes and serpents running over each other, attacking here and there, and the people was People were terrified by what they did. And of course, means they actually did it to terrify everyone. They made it in a way to terrify everyone. سحروا أعين الناس واسترحبوهم استرحبوهم means they, they wanted, they sought رحبة or fear to be put in the heart of every person and جاءوا بسحر عظيم there is one thing here which is mentioned about their magic and uh, it's a very important statement it says, They bewitched the eyes of the people. That means in reality nothing happened. There was nothing outside. What they did, they tampered with people's sense and feeling. The senses were tampered with. And some people actually, uh, some of Exodus say that this is the 
the only type of magic. Magic is to tamper with and to influence the feelings and sensation and senses of people. And in the Quran, of course, about this magic, it is said very clearly that it was tampering with people's sense, including Musa. And Musa saw the same thing as well. So that means they tampered with Musa and explicitly is mentioned uh, in Surah Taha that Musa also thought it was given to his senses. So Musa also had that imagination that these were running serpents. And uh, uh, whether we have any other type of magic, whether magic works in any other way, it's very difficult to prove. Even the, magics, the magic which works against one person, it usually works on the feelings, sensations, something which is uh, sort of inner uh, tampering with, uh, with people's mentality or psychology or whatever. And this is what they did here. And some people say that exactly the difference between miracle and magic is this. Miracle brings about something real outside. Magic doesn't bring anything real outside. It just tampers with human beings, uh, senses, feelings, and other things inside. Now, what Musa did, of course, his stuff really was turned into a snake or, or a serpent. Their ropes and stuff, they didn't really turn into that. They just managed to tamper with people's uh, mentality, understanding. And uh, say, for example, the example of the, uh, the split of the sea. It was something real. It was a miracle. And people pass through it. However, with magic, no one can do this. And probably this is what the magicians saw from Musa and Harun, that they didn't actually uh, want to uh, contest against him. So, they tampered with the eyes of the people, bewitched the eyes of the people, was tarhabuhum, Overawed them, terrified them. Now, what we did, and we signaled to Musa, we revealed to Musa, throw down your staff, and behold, it was swallowing what they had faked. Now, talqafu, laqafa means to grab something quickly. So it was quickly grabbing all those, swallowing actually, everything which was around, all those snakes and serpents, and people were watching this. Mayafakun efk is uh, uh, to turn something away from its original nature. This is efk, and that's why a lie is called an efk in the Quran. F is very much used for, for lies because it turns something from its original nature. So Maya Afakun, they were actually turning people's senses from its original nature. And this miracle of Musa, salam, it was just swallowing that and it disappeared very quickly. Very quickly it disappeared. فَوَقَعَ الْحَقَّ 
so haq prevails and what they were doing was invalidated was cancelled because it was bottle it was bottle originally magic is bottle it was bottle and of course uh, Musa's uh, miracle uh, was haq and prevailed and destroyed all that magic now what happened here you can now imagine just just imagine the whole scene the magicians, how many are they, we don't know, are on one side. Musa is on the other side. The whole people of Memphis are summoned. They said, let us have a day in which everyone can come. And Yawmuzina was a, a celebration day, an Eid day in Egypt, in which everyone came out with their uh, adornments and such things. It was a holiday. And uh, and in the morning, everyone should come. So everyone, not only from Memphis, but from nearby cities, nearby villages, hundreds of thousands of people had come to see this event. And actually, Pharaoh had probably paid for their travel to come and see how he defeats Musa, because he was quite sure about these magicians that he had brought together. He had gathered together. And you can, as I said, you can imagine this scene, all these people, hundreds of thousands of people, and Pharaoh and all his elite, Mala, are sitting on, on their coaches, watching, and suddenly what happened quickly, the magicians were defeated, and they prostrated. You can imagine what happened on that moment to Pharaoh, to his mala, how they wanted to actually react to this. It was very important because this was, this was a sort of uh, a crisis that they had to manage. How they wanted to manage this crisis, how they wanted to actually tell lies to all these hundreds of thousands of Christ multitudes who had come from different places to watch this. So here, They were vanquished, and they retreated humiliated. So they couldn't do anything there, there and then. Just after seeing what happened, Pharaoh and his mala just retreated to his palace. And they, what happened afterwards, of course, the, his... Uh, conversation with the magicians they actually brought them to the palace and he conversed with them there rather than in that place so what happened they just retreated humiliated and the magicians fell down in prostration they said we have believed in the Lord of all the worlds. As I said, Rabbul Alamin was not a known concept in Egypt. They didn't know who is Rabbul Alamin, as, as I said a couple of times before. Even when Musa said, I am any Rasulu Rabbul Alamin, Pharaoh said, Qala Pharaoh, wa ma Rabbul Alamin. What is Rabbul Alamin? We don't know what's Rabbul Alamin. Here, of course, because the 
emphasis of Musa and Harun was on Rabbul Alameen, the magicians also say, Qalu Amanna bi Rabbil Alameen. But because this was not a known concept, they actually explained it. Rabb Musa wa Harun. Who, whatever Lord he is, we don't know, but it's Rabb Musa wa Harun. Because they said, this is our Lord. Rabb Musa wa Harun. Uh, these magicians, it's very interesting and uh, it's very telling that for whole their life, they were mushrakun. They were doing the greatest sin, that's magic. And just in one afternoon, they, or in one morning, it was morning, of course, at that, they, in a moment, they turned to God. Of course, as I said, they had observed Musa and Harun in those couple of weeks or a couple of months which they were waiting for Yomuzina uh, for, for that great context and they had some understanding of the, the, the way Musa and Harun uh, were teaching the, the, their, uh, their, their prophecy, their, their message to people. They had somehow been influenced by them but here the defeat was so great, so tremendous that momentarily they fell for prostration. And it's very interesting. I mean, these people even were not mu'minun for one whole day because they were, uh, they were killed immediately by Pharaoh, maybe the next day or the same day. And they all go to paradise. This is very strange, isn't it? They, they didn't have even time to learn what is Rabbul Alameen, what would Musa and Harun say. They would be taught in Barzakh, of course. However, they didn't have time even to understand what is. As soon as they believed, they were saved. And uh, what actually they say to Pharaoh is, uh, is very interesting. Uh, we will come to that later on. It shows that they had actually gained some knowledge from the teachings of Musa and Harun. In those days, they were observing them, preaching among Banu Israel. So, qala Fir'aunu. Now, this is, of course, not in the same place, same time, because Fir'aun immediately retreated to his palace. They were summoned. qala Fir'aunu amantum min Why did you believe in Musa? Well, the answer was very clear. You told us if he overcomes and wins, we all believe in him, including yourself. He said, no, you did believe without me pointing to you, without my permission. You profess faith in him before I permit you. This is uh, indeed a plot you have devised in Medina to expel its people from it. So soon you will know the consequences. Now, this is very interesting now. Pharaoh is bringing excuses. That's, uh, you know, in those couple of weeks, that you were in Medina, in Medina to Ibranin, the Medina of Banu Israel, you plotted with Musa against me. Because he is a big magician, uh, you are all his students, 
لَكَبِيرُكُمْ in other places and now you see he was trying to justify he's your teacher he's your big the big magician and he has taught all these this uh, to you actually you learned this from him when you were in Medina and you he, he you knew that he's going to defeat you see just try to turn everything uh, upside down so he said this is a plot you made in Medina with Musa and of course he had to justify what he did to his mala to people because everyone had seen what had happened so he tried to turn it the other way now you say why everyone hearing Yawmul Qadir what the Prophet said and they didn't follow there is always justification isn't it there's always justification for things this was a good justification for Pharaoh wasn't it that's uh, first of all I allow you to go and observe Musa in Medina to Ibranin then you plotted with him against me for what reason? We don't know. Because you wanted minha ahlaha to expel. Now here it doesn't say that uh, you want to expel Egyptians from their cities. He says because Musa wanted this initially and you wanted to plot with him to support him to expel the inhabitants of Medina to Bani Israel from it as Musa wanted. He came and he said that Release Bani Israel, let me take them out of Egypt. So this is what you did. You plotted together. Soon you will know what I'm going to do with you. So instead of being the court magicians and all those juicy uh, promises he gave them, he said, Surely I will cut off your hands and feet on opposite side, meaning hand from one side, feet from the other side, foot from the other side, as it was a custom of uh, of crucifixion at that time. And then I will surely crucify all of you. Now the magicians, what they had seen from Musa, السلام, and they were old people now, they were not afraid of this anymore. They were given that true faith which was needed for such a perseverance, قَالُوا إِنَّا إِلَىٰ رَبِّنَا مُنْقَلِبُونَ Or in Surah Ta'a, said, قَالُوا لَا ذَيْرِ They say, no problem, لَا ذَيْرِ We are returning to our Lord. What a faith they found actually, it's very strange. What a strong faith. Just on that moment of being defeated, because they saw, what they saw was not magic. They were experts, they were knowledgeable. And these knowledgeable people could realize very easily what is a magic, what is not magic, unlike the people. People could not distinguish between magic and miracle. These people could distinguish between magic and miracle, and therefore, قَالُوا إِنَّا إِلَىٰ رَبِّنَا مُنْقَلِمُونَ And uh, uh, one other thing that they say is that وَمَا تَنْقُمُ مِنَّا إِلَّا أَنْ آمَنَّا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّنَا لَمَّا جَاءَتْنَا رَبَّنَا أَفْرِغْ عَلَيْنَا صَبْرًا وَتَوَفَّنَا مُسْلِمِينَ You are vindictive towards us. You want to take revenge from us only because we have believed in the signs of our Lord. So they now are emphasizing that these were signs of the Lord. This, this was not magic. And here two things would become clear. First of all, Pharaoh 
was not actually after knowing the truth about Musa and Harun. Because if he wanted to know the truth, the truth was quite transparent now. After the witness of these magicians, they said these are signs of the Lord. This is not magic. So they say clearly, you take revenge from us because we believed in the signs of the Lord, our Lord. When they have come to us. And then they say, of course, they do not address their own anymore. Just they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give them patience to go through the ordeal that Pharaoh was preparing to put them through Rabbana afraq alayna sabra Our Lord pour patience upon us and grant us to die as Muslims Now compare the personality of these two Pharaoh and the magicians It shows that magicians had despite whatever they did in the past, because they didn't have guidance, they had a sound soul, heart. They were after the truth. When they found the truth, they believed in it. And this is why they were saved. And this is why Quran actually, it's very interesting, Quran quotes many words of wisdom from these magicians after they believed in God. And Pharaoh, because he didn't have a, sound heart, a good heart. Seeing all these, he did not believe. As the Quran says, They rejected it while they were sure that it was true, as the magicians witnessed. Because they were arrogant and because they wanted to do wrong, corruption on the earth. That's why they rejected it. Otherwise, it was not something to be rejected if anyone had a good heart, especially these magicians. Uh, it's a very uh, sort of complex and confusing uh, uh, thing to imagine these magicians learning magic all their lives, having a, still having a pure heart, that as soon as they saw the sign of God, they believed in it, unlike Pharaoh and his mala. Uh, it tells us that actually uh, many people who do not believe may have pure hearts. And as soon as they see the signs, they are, of course, they are convinced by the, by the argument and by the hujja and proof. They believe. And it's not the case that as soon as someone hears about guidance and they do not believe, they are... Uh, going to, to be punished by God. Because these magicians, they heard about Musa, they went to the city, to Medina, they were hearing the teachings of Musa to Banu Israel, still they did not believe. Until they saw the clear sign, the clear sign which left no doubt for them, then because of their pure heart, their sound good heart, they believed and they were saved, of course, no matter what they had done, before and of course they went through a sort of uh, uh, purging process, purification process by being killed in such a dramatic way, their hands and feet cut off and crucified. This was probably the kafara for whatever they had done before to, to be purified and go to Barzakh and to be taught by angels whatever they had missed before. Okay, uh, وَمَا تَنْقُمُ مِنَّا 
Your own revenge from us is because we believed in the signs of our Lord when it came to us. Now then what Pharaoh started to do after this, inshallah, we leave it for our next session. So the next session will inshallah be after Ramadan. After Ramadan, inshallah. Yes. But we, inshallah, we hope to see you and participate with our program here, inshallah, sometime. Inshallah. Okay, brothers, sisters, uh, any comments? Any? Anyone wants Raza? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum. This is more of something which bothers me sometimes when, you know, it's something which I need to clarify from myself. First of all, the first comment was, this reminded me of Mubahila, when they were told. You know, this confrontation between uh, what you, you just said, mm. this is one point which came to my mind. Okay, look, I was looking at the similarities. Mm-hmm. The other thing which sort of bothers me is, when somebody, a human being, can overcome another human being with these powers, I feel that the only person who can overcome a human being is Allah. I can't see why Allah gives power to one human being to overcome in a negative way. Okay, if it is something to be helpful. But this man who is being overcome, like Musa was owed by all this. Now Musa is a prophet. I find it hard to believe that how he being a prophet, who is all the faith in Allah, has been overcome by a fellow human who is also, I would say, a kuffar. You see, this, this is something which is mind-boggling to me. Now can you clarify why this can happen? Why can a human being overcome another human who is who is a mu'min we say mm-hmm. and the last point uh, I think uh, no I, I've forgotten but if I if I inshallah if I remember inshallah you'll I'll, remember thank you yeah, uh, well the point is Allah has uh, given us uh, full freedom in what we do on the earth and uh, uh, he's not going to stop us from corruption. As we have in the Quran, اِعْمَلُوا مَا شَئْتُمْ Do whatever you wish. I'm not going to stop you now, because this is a place where you have to develop and unfold your personality. If, once, if he wants to stop, then actually he is going against his uh, original plan of giving everyone the... Uh, opportunity to unfold what is inside their soul. Our soul, as our body was created in the wombs, our soul is being created here. However, we have an active part in it. And that's why there's freedom, whatever we want to do, whatever corruption we want to bring about, we can do it. However, he has warned us not to do it because it has consequences later on. And that's why uh, we shouldn't have a sort of uh, uh, a jabri attitude here that Allah does not allow certain people to do corruption on the earth. If he, want, he didn't want 
corruption to come about, he wouldn't have given us free will. And if we, are, we have free will, corruption comes about by that. And that's why people are oppressed, people are wronged. Someone like Pharaoh, she kills the, the newborn babies. Allah doesn't do anything. And one thinks that Allah is really negligent of what is going on. It is according to his plan of creation of human beings. However, there is a compensation for all those who are wronged and oppressed in another day. which we will see that, and then in that day you are, we would have wished that you were the oppressed <laughs> rather than just having a sort of uh, ordinary life. Yeah. wished Allah protect me from this world. Why did Firon have the power to overcome Musa in that, at that instance? I mean, I mean... Oh, in which instance you mean? This, when he was overrode by all this... Magic, and he was taken aback. He was taken aback when all these uh, serpents were produced by these magicians. You said even Musa was taken aback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. you see, this is something if Allah has to protect his abd. No, I mean, this is something natural. I mean, for example, there are many things that ordinary people, including the prophets who are people of human beings, they have human hearts. So when they are faced with certain things, They show their feelings of grief, happiness, fear. I mean, th- this is quite natural. I mean, in, in a battle, for example, fear comes to the heart. Anyhow, whether you are a prophet or not a prophet. In that situation, because what they created in the eyes of people was so huge, even... But, of course, he didn't hesitate for even one moment. He didn't hesitate that he will be the winner, Allah did not allow this to affect anything in reality, and he won. So Allah supported him, isn't it? It was Allah who gave them the miracle, who gave him the miracle, and who uh, vanquished the magicians, that swallowed all the magic that they had created. So Allah helped him. In, that, in this instance especially. Yeah. I remembered what I wanted to ask you. How can we in this present day protect ourselves from people who can do magic? There are so many things we feel that we are prone to. Now, I I personally don't believe that anybody can do magic. I don't know. I have that concept. So why do you want to protect yourself? But I'm told that people can do whether you like it or not. Now, if you do not believe it, so the question is out of place. my family or my my dear and dear ones how can we protect ourselves from this sort of shaitan uh, it said that uh, these two surahs of qul a'udhu bi rabbil falaq and qul a'udhu bi rabbin nas were actually revealed for protection against these things and if one continuously recites them and also uh, do the duties of zikr that we have uh, every day, I mean the salat and uh, have good heart, uh, they usually cannot harm. What they can harm is, uh, of course, especially the people who go after such things, people who go to such people, they are harmed more than anyone else. And... uh, You see, it's just like you say, how can we protect ourselves against an accident or against a war? 
when war comes, I mean, if your city is bombarded, how can you protect yourself? It's the same thing, the same evil, actually. Evil exists everywhere. This is one type of it. There are other types of it. The best thing is not to pay attention to this and not to go uh, after these sort of awkward solutions for our problems and just rely, have reliance on God and especially these two surahs which are protection for protection. Inshallah, we are protected. This is for those who believe in it. For but, you, of course, well, you are. Uh, <laughs> just uh, probably related to the previous question, uh, how come we don't see Sir as such here in this day and age? You know, we don't see people capable of throwing ropes and turn it into serpents. Uh, things, you know, very... No, even at that time, they couldn't do it. These were actually, as I said, these were the teachers of all the magicians. They put all their power yeah, together. How, how come that science is uh, forgotten? Uh, well, th- there is still some traces of that knowledge, evil knowledge, of course. It's not good knowledge. However, I mean, the religions, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, they very vehemently opposed this practice. And it was actually driven into basements and uh, cellars and people with uh, doing it in a very clandestine way. In Egypt, it was a very flourishing science, actually. People used to, and you know why Jews know magic very well, even today? Because they had learned it when they were in Egypt. So it's very different when you do it openly by when, of course, uh, the witches and magicians are punished, are killed. So the science gradually, gradually dies away. And this is what religions want, actually. They want this knowledge to die, to be killed completely. Although, of course, people are after, are always after evil. Some people, you cannot completely destroy it. But the magicians today don't have that knowledge, certainly. That, that was huge knowledge. Sihran Azim, Jaub Sihran Azim. It was huge magic, which they did. Thank you. Uh, can we go to the sisters? Any sisters here? Salman, you have it? Riaz? If I remember um, the hadith about the 12th Imam appearing, uh, it might not be exactly true, but is it something to do with where all the communications in the world <coughs> will be addressed by a single voice? Is there any bearing on this being the biggest computer program ever written, which will communicate with all different types of electronics there is? Now, if that happens, just for in an instant, if we can understand the impact of the snake, Snakes being eaten up. So if tomorrow somebody comes in with a program that electronically, wirelessly will collaborate every single handheld device there is, to the common man that would sound like an ultimate program which probably cannot be written on this earth. Mm. So I'm just trying to see whether that will make an impact similar to what we have seen. And all the good people will be killed off first who will believe in that being a miracle. So for a start, is there such a hadith which says the communication will be overcome by the Mahdi? 
no, the hadith tells us that when he speaks, everyone in the world would hear him. But how, I mean, nowadays it's very easy for us to, to imagine that, that when someone speaks somewhere, I mean, even if you, if you breathe somewhere, people around the world can hear you. So, but, uh, I mean, these are things that we can imagine, but we have no proof for it. Uh, uh, the, many things which are said about the time of uh, reappearance uh, may be just quite natural at that time, very natural at that time. And for example, some, everyone can have whatever they want from, from, the, from the wealth, from the treasury. They go and say, give me such and such I need, and they give them. So that, that needs a completely different economy that we have today. It, it cannot be envisaged by us, impossible by us to think that everyone will have whatever they need. And people would not use more than what they need. And uh, it seems just like a, uh, uh, like a, a, a sort of paradise on the earth. However, uh, how it comes about, what sort of uh, uh, science will be used at that time, we don't know about it. It may be possible, what you say, but we don't know about it. Thank you. Any sisters? Sheikh, uh, you, um, you discussed that, um, uh, I think you tried to describe what magic means, is that uh, it's a kind of um, illusion that we get, or uh, the other person try to um, control our feelings or what we see. But we have seen during our life that people have some power either to bend spoons or break things uh, from far away. So are those illusions or they are actually having some kind of a power? No, that's the power of the soul. That's probably different from magic mm. as uh, when the soul can connect to objects outside and then they exert a sort of power uh, which, which is not natural certainly in our understanding. That is natural as well, of course, natural in the sense that it is a sort of relationship between one person's uh, mental power or spiritual power which is exerted over something outside the, uh, his own realm of uh, mental uh, uh, field. But uh, uh, I don't think that could be regarded as magic. Magic probably is what's is defined here. So that, that could be a real power, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's a real power, yeah. But yeah. those real powers are sometimes people who have it, it's not that they, they, they develop it during that time span. Sometimes they realize that they have this kind of yeah, power yeah. out it's, of a It's a gift, it's a gift, yeah. So it's a gift from Allah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Any brothers, sisters? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Surah Taha, we have that uh, when Prophet Musa salam, uh, went away to Kohetur, um, the, the calf was, the golden calf was made. And when the person of Samiri was asked, "What you know? How did you do it?" He had taken. He says, "A um, he says فَقَبَضْتُ قَبْضَةً مِنْ أَثَرِ الرَّسُولِ that he took that dust or whatever it was from mm -hmm. a messenger. 
and managed to create this. Um, how would we explain that? Uh, well, he didn't make anything. This is based on the idea that saying that the, the, the cult was really speaking to people. But the Quran says it was not speaking. Allah Matabatabai has a very uh, unique interpretation of this. He says, Min Athar Rasul doesn't mean Jibreel, it means Musa. And this, when Min Athar Rasul means after Musa left to receive the Alwah, he actually took Nabazatu Nabzatan Min Athar Rasul means I took uh, some gold, and then of course people brought their gold, Panabazatuha. So this is how he explains it. Uh, otherwise, if we want to go to that uh, understanding that this was something which he saw the Jebrail, and after Jebrail left, he took some dust from where he was standing, and he created a magic with that, what we can say, because the magic was not... Uh, something extraordinary. I mean, he just created a carve, and there were some holes in it, and it's it had a sort of, I don't know, uh, a sort of sound which uh, uh, looked like answering people or talking, which was not talking, of course. Uh, as the Quran says, Didn't they see that it could not speak to them, answer them anything? So it was just a sound coming out. This uh, strengthened the idea that it was not magic. It was just a, a sort of industry. He made it with some sort of knowledge that uh, uh, created sort of sound when wind blew in it. And uh, it strengthens the idea of Allah that it was not from, from Jibreel. If we say it's from Jebrail, then we have to justify what sort of magic it was. It's very diff diff difficult to say what sort of magic it was. So we, we have to probably investigate more on that. Thank you. Any brothers, sisters? Sheikh, from the story, the way the story goes, it seems that this was the only magic performance that was carried out um, uh, and not uh, why was that the only one, or were there other performances carried out before this, the major one? Or? The magicians? Yeah. Oh, the magicians, of course, were famous for for their feats, of course. But with Musa... Yeah, yeah, with Musa, I'm asking. No, you. no, because it was the only, the, the first and the last opportunity they had to, to throw their magic. They wanted something big. They wanted something huge, and they wanted to win over that magic. So it was the only one, the first and the last one. And I suppose Allah, Allah gave the only one miracle, well, in relation to that, to Musa, that uh, this is going to take place. Uh, and I'm giving you, well, although he did not say to Musa that uh, this will, uh, you, you use it when yeah. you need it to. You can, you can of course, uh, go from the other side, that because they saw Musa, showed that magic in their view, they wanted to have a parallel magic and something greater than Musa's magic. Uh, as I said, you see, Musa had one staff, and that staff created one serpent, so to speak. 
they filled the whole area, the whole plain with with snakes and serpents. So they wanted to bring something similar to convince people that this is a trivial magic. We can do better than that. We can bring more important and greater than that. This is what they wanted to do. So because they saw that he had done such a magic, and it needs, of course, great knowledge, isn't it? I mean, not every magician is capable of doing every type of magic. So they brought exactly a similar thing to defeat Musa, and they were defeated. So, so it, was, it was Musa who actually threw his staff first. No, they had seen it in the palace, isn't it? Initially, they had seen it in the palace. He had shown it to, to Pharaoh that this is what I do. I throw my stuff, and it becomes a serpent. And Pharaoh wanted them to do something similar. Thanks. Any other brothers and sisters? Yes, again. Are there any other instances uh, Musa and Harun had shown these magicians? Like you said, or was this the only, they had shown, uh, he had shown this uh, uh, thing to uh, Firon. Mm -hmm. But his past, he was, he had so much credibility with these magicians. Mm -hmm. uh, what else had he? He, uh, the Quran mentions he had two signs. One was the staff, and the other one was the, the white hand, the, the, the shining hand, actually. When he put his hand uh, on his uh, chest or, or put it inside the, the, uh, the, the, the cloth, and they brought it out, it was shining just like sunshine. That was another miracle. But this was something that the magicians were concerned about. They were more concerned about that greater one, the serpent. Thanks. Now, talking about the other miracle now, did, did he have, ever have, did he ever had to use it, Musa? There's no mention of that no. anywhere, no. Okay. Brothers, sisters, anybody? No, thanks, uh, Muhammad Wali, Muhammad Salah. Thank you, Mahjid Sheikh. Thank you.